Good afternoon and welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the video channel dedicated to thought leadership from the world's top marketing executives. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today's guest is Brian Carroll, Chief Evangelist of Met Labs Institute. Brian is the best-selling author of Lead Generation for the Complex Sale and a well-known expert in marketing, lead generation, lead management, leadership, strategy, complex selling, and demand generation. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So my first question, uh, I really was captivated by your title of Chief Evangelist. What does a Chief Evangelist do? Well, uh, a number of things, but I would say really what I'm about is building intentional friendships, and I'm doing that, and I'm reaching out to thought leaders, technology companies, those who are driving change in the marketing and sales industry. And what we're looking to do here at Mac Labs is um, we're looking to engage our community, and what I'm looking to do is those who have who are serving the marketing sales community, finding ways that we can connect with them and that we can ultimately change the way people think about marketing. So what I'm doing is, is uh, I say intentional because there's so many people we can connect with, so I'm, I'm trying to reach those who have specific communities that are influencing marketing. So how should be, people be thinking about marketing today in 2016 versus, say, a, a few years ago? Well, I think, you know, the more things change, the more they're the same. I, I still think that marketing at its core, especially when you have a complex sale, it's about building relationships. And so some of the core fundamentals that I think marketers really need to recognize is, one, um, the, the lines between B2B and B2C have been blurred. And so um, naturally, we need to help bridge the gap in trust uh, that has been affecting marketers. The other thing that we need to be doing, so some of that is trust building, sharing thought leadership. I would say the best marketing um, doesn't feel like marketing at all. It feels like helping. So I think the, the role of the marketer is shifting from um, actually trying to pitch to, to more around how do I enable the customer along their buying journey. And so those are just some of the few things that we're seeing in terms of marketing. And I think marketing automation is now being seen less as, you know, the, the end-all, be-all, and it's more of an enabler. So marketers are needing to get to the foundational things of connecting and, and how do we ultimately help our sales organizations sell with technology enabling us to do that better and more effectively. Yeah, interesting. So you, you mentioned technology. You know, besides marketing automation, which, of course, is a main platform, how do you see marketers using technology to scale, to gain a competitive advantage, to get closer to their customers? What are they using? What's working? Well, there, there's a lot of tools out there. I think there's um, a series of things in the playbook. One, I, I think marketers are using something called customer journeys and, um, and really being, being able to understand the, the micro yeses their customers take to ultimately make a decision internally. Part of that is developing personas. I think also marketers are using, um, they're using content marketing. And the things that I'm seeing is people are using more predictive, uh, more predictive tools. Lead scoring um, is now moving to predictive lead scoring. Also, the the other thing that I'm seeing is is that uh, marketers are using technology to augment their understanding of the customer. So that's collecting behavioral data, and there's so much behavioral information about our customers online. But it's, it's really being able to isolate what are the key events that indicate triggers that show people are moving to the next step version. Um, the other things that I'm seeing marketers use more and more is along with social media that they're using more effective listening tools 
and being able to bring um, the pieces together so it's a whole experience instead of just one one particular channel. I'm seeing marketers are actually developing technology stacks, and um, you know what we're seeing is that um, you know Scott Brinkard has shown data that's showing that marketers now are actually on par spending um, more on technology in terms of marketing than IT people are in in companies right now. That they're the biggest single drivers of it. So um, there's a lot of gap though in buying technology and then using it. Uh, absolutely. So how, uh, what, well, first, two parts to that. First, all this data now that marketing is collecting, where are they storing it and how are they getting access to it? I, I mean, are they using certain types of tools? How do they get visibility into all this behavioral knowledge? Well, um, there's a lot of different tools, and that's actually part of the problem is stitching the things together. So many companies are working in the cloud, um, and they're storing their data in the cloud using everything from Salesforce.com to the marketing automation platform. But the other thing is, is that then they have their website analytics, then they have their customer data, then they have their customer financial data. And along with that, they might have a separate email system. I've talked to bigger companies who might have, through acquisition, have three or four unique systems all managing customer data. So what, um, what we're seeing really is, is that often for, for marketers, the first challenge is seeing their data as being um, – it, it, the, the quality of your data is really indicating the quality of your relationship with your customer. And so what I really would say we need to do is address silos and look at bringing the pieces together in one spot. There's tools out there um, that allow marketers to uh, analyze their data. And so what I'm seeing is that data science perspective, what marketers need to move from is looking in the rearview mirror to actually forward looking. And so the best data actually helps you predict what your customers are going to do. Um, and what I'm talking about prediction is, is that we, we can't know with 100% accuracy, but let's treat our data like meteorologist weather forecasts, and it, and it really allows us to have a likely understanding of what they're going to do. And so it, it will help you, though, as you look at three things, relevancy, which is essential, connecting with your customers, um, and, and I think that's a big gap that marketers deal with, is are we communicating in a relevant way? Uh, the, other the other thing that I would say is, uh, from a trust standpoint, connecting with where your customers are at on their journey, um, that you aren't interrupting their thought sequence. And then the last thing I would say is congruency, which is um, keeping, you and I are having a conversation now, I'm not going to change the subject on you, but this happens all the time with marketing interaction. Someone looked at one piece of content and then we're introducing something random that doesn't connect. So congruency is a, is a factor too. You mentioned data science as skills. So what other types of skills are today's marketers needing to be successful? Well, I would say that, um, you know, today's marketer, it, it, by nature, we're generalists. And uh, because there's so many different things that I would say, um, Marketers need to develop skills. One is becoming more agile and using agile um, approaches to how they do marketing. Um, the waterfall approach no longer works, um, in my opinion, because our customers are moving too quickly. The other thing that I would say is, is that marketers need to become a lot more fluent with understanding technology. And, um, and if you don't have that skill, for example, it's hard to hire 
something you yourself don't understand. And so I think a lot of marketers really need to develop um, an understanding of content strategy. They need to understand um, technology and, and how that integrates with their process. And um, the best marketers, I would say, also can learn a lot from um, the growth hacking community, which is doing two things, looking at customer data, and out of that, then bringing um, a testing and optimization mindset to their marketing. And so often, um, we, we run a campaign, and, and I think a lot of marketers believe in testing, but they need two things, knowing how to test, and then the second skill is, is being able to develop an understanding of knowing what to test. And I would say the second skill of what to test is actually um, critically important because you could be testing the things that don't materially matter to you connecting customer. customer. So are, are you finding that kids coming out of school have these skills? Or is marketing having to train them? Where, where are they? Well, I'll, I'll start with the testing and optimization piece. Um, and also along with that goes messaging. Most students don't seem to be coming out of school with those skills, and um, because of that reason, what MEC Labs has done is we've actually partnered with the University of Florida to develop a graduate-level uh, curriculum. It's starting now with a certificate to help begin filling in these particular gaps. Um, so what we're finding is, is that when I've talked to CMOs or VPs of marketing, um, kids and and you know, less experienced, less experienced marketers, marketers who are coming out of college don't have the skills they need to embrace today's customer. And some of it, it just has to go with the curriculum of what they're being taught isn't connected to what's really working in the community. And I'm sure, Jeff, you probably see some of these things as well. So um, what, what I would say is, is it's developing an onboarding. And the most important thing I, I would say um, that people need to develop as a skill is really an understanding of how to put their customer first. And I think this is something marketers can bring a huge amount of their value is moving out of that company logic of how do we sell more to um, customer logic, which is using your empathy and, and then developing an understanding of your customer, the problems they're dealing with, and in effect, why they would work with you. Um, so there's a lot of things I could say, but those are just a few few things. You've mentioned a couple of times getting to know the customer, closer to the customer. How many marketers are actually spending time in lifecycle marketing versus in acquisition marketing? You know, where their activities are, say, focused on the top of the funnel, or are they actually really focused on true lifecycle engagement, referral, loyalty? Well, um, I'm sure you you probably see some of this too. I think that a lot of marketers spend a, much of their time focused on um, top of the funnel. Or at, at Mech Labs, we often invert the funnel because we don't think gravity causes people to fall in. We think we think it actually is the opposite. So we we put it at the bottom. But I would say it's often it's like starting the conversation with people. Um, and you know, um, I won't use a dating analogy other than to say that we spend a lot of time beginning the journey with people, but we don't spend enough time understanding the progression. And the, the gap I see most often happening is in the middle of the funnel. Um, and it's what I see is there's this gap or this bridge still between marketing and sales, which is how do we help progress people 
from being interested in their initial content, uh, which helped them answer some level of question or detail, to move them and progress them so that they, they begin saying, wow, I'm actually trying to find something, whether that's what you sell, your product or your service, your solution. And so we often have a lot of stuff at the later stages to help salespeople, customer case studies, user success stories. That's really great. But what's missing is, is the educational content that really can help someone do two things. One, better identify the challenges. And two, help enable them to have those critical conversations internally. Because um, the corporate executive board, for example, um, did research showing that the, the average B2B sale has around 5.4 decision makers involved in it. And the more people you add to your decision-making process, there is actually a decrease in conversion that takes place. And the reason that is, is most companies, it's easier to do nothing than it is to risk making the wrong decision. So the status quo wins more often than people buy. So that's where I think we need to spend a lot of time in the middle of the funnel and, and progression. Processes then should marketers be working on in the middle of the funnel to get that optimization. Um, I would say broadly speaking, it's uh, understanding the concept of lead nurturing and, and the progression. And so there's really three parts to customer acquisition. First step is getting customers. The second phase is keeping customers. And then the third phase is growing customers. And so you can actually have a nurturing approach for all three of those phases. I would start on the... Um, I think you can learn a lot from starting with your existing customers and talking to your sales team about the purchasing process. What's the content you share with our customers that you find helps progress them from being interested to now starting to put together requirements and, and building out um, a plan to how they would ultimately buy from us. And you can start then, I would say, so nurturing is really about progression. There's four things you need to know with nurturing. The first thing is, is understanding who your customers are. So this includes building an ideal customer profile. It also includes building personas. And I would say, once you understand the personas, the third piece that's really important that a lot of people talk about um, and they rely on technology is building your customer journey. So, so that would be the first part of it. The second thing is, is content strategy, and then it would be content development. And so those are um, two and three. And then the fourth thing that I would say that you need to develop is an understanding of the channels that are the best ways to share your content, whether that's through um, social media. You can nurture through social media. You can follow people in your list. It's it's um, and engage with them online and also through LinkedIn. Using email, that's one of the the favorite things. Something a lot of companies don't do, even though they have sales development reps, is they aren't necessarily enabling their inside sales team or their field sales team to use content to help um, that be a valid business reason to connect. So I find even building that enablement, the messaging, of this is information that would be good to share at this point in time. Here's some of the problems, even providing guidance about what to say, even providing templates to your team. And so those are the four things that I would say is, you know, clarity in the customer, content strategy, um, and then from that, content development, and then ultimately how you're going to distribute that. That's great, Brian. Um, we're, we're running out of time, but if you could leave us with one thought, you know, what, what would that be?
Well, um, right now I've really been, so I'm working on my, my uh, second book building off of what I originally wrote about. And I think that we as marketers can better serve our customers by developing our empathy. And what I really mean by that is, uh, is really looking at what you do through the eyes of your customer. And exercising empathy means you can walk in their shoes. How do you do this? I would say, get out of your building and talk to your customers. Two, get out with your sales team and talk with your customers. So phone or be out in person. Three, I would say that marketers um, can also begin looking at your data and to get an understanding. And fourth, watch your customers what they do. You have analytics, you have data, but try to understand their world. And here's the thing, um, I'm gonna close with this. There is a Harvard Business Review report, and I can share this with you, Jeff. 95% of why people buy is unconscious. They don't know. And so when we ask people why they buy, they can't really tell you. So you need to do these things I'm talking about is use your empathy, get in their world. And um, because this can help you get the, the wisdom you need to connect with them better. And in the end, that's what we want to do as marketers is connect and help. And ultimately, in doing that, we're going to sell and, and drive more revenue. Absolutely great advice. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you.